Well, welcome back to another episode of So Talk to Me. Thanks for being here. Hi. I'm Josh. And I'm and, Samantha. And we're So Talk to Me. I don't know. We're, <laughs> we're the, the Broccolos. Hey, <laughs> that worked. That was totally unplanned. I did not take two different audio clips and then put them together. That like actually just happened. It's like we've been married for almost 10 years or yeah. something. Yeah, that's crazy to think about. <laughs> almost 10 years. And uh, 78 episodes is how far we've gotten. It's just crazy. I mean, yeah, making our way to making our way to 100. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Well, hello to all you new listeners as well. I did see a little uptick in our uh, in the amount of people listening. Uh-oh. So, thank um, you theology gals. Hey. Thanks um, Colleen and Angela for the little shout out. That's uh it it makes me feel cool. It, th- do we want to make another Sally Fields reference? You know, we <laughs> talked about it last week. You like me. You really like me. <laughs> now that I actually know what that is. Um, yeah, not Mrs. Fields, but Sally Fields, Sally not the Field. cookie, but the actress. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Uh thanks for being here. It's pretty cool. Um as I mean, we'll talk about it later, but as always, you can reach out to us and and talk to us if you want to. Yes, we're please. Be talking to each other. Um, and we love, you know, feedback from new listeners too. We've been doing this for a while and we've kind of fallen into a groove and I think we've gotten better as we've progressed. I'm sure Hopefully. if you've gone back and listened to some of our <laughs> earlier episodes, a little cringy as it always is, but um, you know, we've, what they we've say. definitely loosened up a bit. <laughs> yes. Uh huh. And it's not just due to the beer that's in front of me. Um, I, I think, yeah, we've definitely <laughs> just gotten more comfortable and, uh, I, I think also a little bit more focused, maybe, uh, a little bit, maybe. slightly, maybe. we're not doing two hour episodes anymore, so that's, <laughs> that's a good thing. Um, anyways, yeah, so thanks for, uh, thanks for being here. Hope you like it. Thank um, you for being here. <laughs> Bob's Burgers, everyone. <laughs> Uh, I know that was like Thank five Thank you words. for loving me. There you go. See, Thank now it makes more sense. Thank you for being here. Um, yeah, if you like Bob's Burgers. It's a funny show. It's Everyone's funny thinking. Show. Everyone's thanking you. Thanking me for thanking you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Thanksgiving episode. <laughs> it's funny. It it's is It's good funny. stuff. I, I would recommend it. Um, speaking of TV shows... We watched one more episode. Of, no, 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 no. Actually, since last week, we watched a, a chunk of episodes of the Umbrella Academy, right? Oh, yeah. I think we've gotten, we finished episode seven, so we still have like three more until the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah. Interesting seven, stuff. After it, it, Episode six is just my favorite. Okay. It's my favorite. I love what they did. Um so no seven, spoilers. Yeah, yeah, no. And, and I mean, I don't even want to spend very much time talking about okay. this because we've talked about it the past two weeks. Um, we have? Yeah, just that we're watching The Umbrella Academy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but I, I felt like episode seven didn't have as much happen as the previous episode. It did some cool things visually. Right. I did go back and watch it, by the way. Okay, because you like slept through. I slept through about half the episode <laughs> when we went to watch it. I don't. I just get tired, and I, I have a hard time watching TV at night, guys. Like seriously, I'll just fall asleep. It's crazy. And I can't fall. Like I cannot fall asleep if the TV's on. Hmm. Interesting. So that's just the way that we're wired. So I fell asleep through about half the episode and watched. Had it on at work the next day. <laughs> So, <laughs> I, uh, yeah off to the side you know on my ipad off to the side while i'm working on the computer so 
I missed some pretty cool scenes. The scenes with Klaus were shot really cool. Yeah. Even if I was really annoyed by one of the things that happened. The whole girl oh, okay. on the bicycle thing. Oh, yeah. I was... Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that was dumb. Yeah. Super dumb. Yeah. Anyways. Um, but yeah. 2CV, y'all. It's very... Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> if you want to call it um, that. I think it's gotten a bit more predictable. Okay. But I think that's just sort of like a, a comic book thing in general. Yeah, you know? maybe. Um, but yeah, still like it. Still enjoying it. Yeah. So we're going to finish it out eventually. Eventually. Uh, this is my last week of this class. So maybe I'll have some more time to finish it out over the next week. Um, but then it's like one week off and I start my next class. So maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Although it is one less credit hour. So hopefully I won't be as busy after this mm. after this week we'll see but if you're new to listening and you don't know what the umbrella academy is um it's a show on netflix it's a netflix original mm-hmm. but um just a word of warning if you're sensitive to language i wouldn't recommend it i mean there is lots of language not f bombs but mm-hmm. there's still lots of language and there is some homosexual yeah. Stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. Some same-sex kissing. Yeah. Going on. Um, yeah. The, the, it's rated, we talked about this previously, it's rated TV 14, which I feel is weird. It feels like it pushes that rating yeah. pretty far um, because it can get a little gory too. Mm-hmm. Um, but that said, it is not like a lot of other Netflix originals that uh, will show nudity. Right. This this one has not. and. Uh, and is generally pretty tasteful with with the, its sexual content. Right. In that you know what's happening, but it doesn't show anything. Right. So, um, yeah. Anyways. Okay. So, it does come with our recommendation. Uh, it's based on a comic book. But then I've heard that the comic book is like super weird, which is interesting. Anyways, <laughs> doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. That's the Umbrella Academy. You can check it out on Netflix. Yeah. All right. So how's your week been? Uh, been good. Yeah. Just uh chilling for the most part, but the kids are finally feeling well. Yes. So was able to go to Bible study on Wednesday mm-hmm. and we've been able to play outside mm-hmm. actually because it's not freezing. Mm-hmm. So that's really nice. Just get out of the house is always good. Yeah. I agree. I agree. It's been awesome. Like actually feeling better and i still have i i don't have a cough but i have gunk in my chest so i cough to get it out mm-hmm. so it kind of sounds like i have a cough does that make <laughs> sense but it's it's controlled it's not you know i have a controlled cough exactly there you go there you go as i twiddle my mustache actually i have a controlled cough um yeah, so so just a little bit there, but oh my gosh, I feel so much better than, Yay, than I did last week, which is awesome. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. It's it's good. You and just then, reminded me of the the Sega theme. Sega. Yeah. <laughs> nice. It's the same. Anyways. Yeah. I guess it is. That's so <laughs> funny. You brought up video games. I used to play Sega a lot as okay. a kid. Yeah. So. Yeah. What'd you play on Sega? Sonic just sonic pretty much okay just sonic cool fair because it wasn't my Sega; it was my uncle's but yeah oh gotcha gotcha 
There was one time, uh, the one time that I've had stitches, um, I bashed my head open. Yeah. I bashed my head open on our driveway and I had to go get stitches. And, um, the late, so my mom works at a family practice and that's the one that we went to because it wasn't that bad, but I needed stitches. And so we go in and I got the stitches and I just stayed there the rest of the day so that I could go home with my mom Mm -hmm. because it was at her work. And one of my mom's friends, well, coworker had a game gear. Do you know what that is? It's basically like Sega's version of Game Boy, but it was Mm -hmm. color. And she had it in this case with like six different games. And so, uh, and she was super nice. Like, like she was really cool. A uh, really cool lady, and and she had brought it. I don't know. I, well, it doesn't matter. But she had brought it, <laughs> and uh, like basically, I hung out in the break room and played this Sega Game Gear for what felt like hours. Because as a kid, I didn't play. Like my parents would always limit the amount of time that we could play video games. Mm-hmm. So in this case, it was like free for all. <laughs> like here's Game Gear. Here are all these games. Play as much as you want because, you know, you're going to be sitting here with the bandage on your head for the next few. Again, it felt like hours. I don't know if it was actually hours, but however long it was until, you know, my mom was off work and then we came home. (laughs) Um, And that was pretty awesome. It just reminded me of that because we didn't grow up with Sega. um, But that afternoon, I was a Sega kid (laughs) because hours of Sega Game Gear. Lots of Sonic. Like most of the games are Sonic, if I remember correctly. Um, yeah. Yep. Yep. Sonic on the Sega and Mario and Donkey Kong on the Super Nintendo. Ah, uh, nice. Yep. Good games. Yep. Good games. Like all like big mascots for their companies. That's yep. kind of funny. <laughs> That's just how it, how it goes. But those are good games. So. Yeah. Sweet. And then on the 64. I played a Bug's Life a lot. Okay, I and thought that one was boring. Star Wars racing. Oh gosh, game. yeah, I tried. It sucked. It was. It was so hard. Yes, that's I what it was. It. Is it was super <laughs> difficult because like the first couple races, it made you feel good about yourself. It's like yeah, I can do this, or in like big open fields and whatever, and you can you can actually do it. But it got super hard super fast, and that game. Like you had to repair your pod racer. Like every time you hit a wall, Mm -hmm. you had to repair it. And it's like you could only get money by winning races. So if you end up doing badly on a race, especially races, like the game hated you because you'd have to take (laughs) like these stupid turns or else you'd slam right into a rock and explode your pod racer. And then it's damaged. And so you can't race as well, but you need money in order to repair it. And it just, it was this stupid loop of just like, <laughs> worse, like circling the drain. Um, yeah, that game was difficult. And I tried, I like restarted it a few times trying to get a better uh, pod racer. But all right, well, let's change the subject before we get you on a roll because this isn't your <laughs> other podcast. Okay. <laughs> okay I guess. Um, how was your week? Oh, my week's been good. Like I said, feeling a lot better. So one good thing about being sick is that when you feel better, you, I I don't know, I don't know if it's everyone, but at least for me, 
I just, I'm in such a better mood because I, I feel so much better. And you want to do awesome. all the things yes. because you just feel so much better. Yes, yeah. exactly. So it's been great from that standpoint. Um, and maybe I've, I've just had a good day too. I've had some cool stuff. It's, just, it's, just, it's been a good day. And then um, we had someone new who's interested in tech stuff come to rehearsal tonight. And so oh. I was showing him around and. Yeah, yeah, it was really cool. Just it's always good to have and, more volunteers. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm stoked about that. So I'm just in a really good mood in general. <laughs> uh, and I got a beer, so I'm happy. And you're here with your wife. And I'm here with my wife. Thank you. Having a good conversation. <laughs> and so it's just, it's just great. I'm doing great. You're doing great. I'm okay. doing great. Um, another really cool thing um about this previous this previous this past week um so last week we talked about embodiment right Mm -hmm. we talked about our bodies and the relationship we have with our bodies um and then i mentioned at the end of the episode there was another book that i was going to start reading and i read your mind and i knew exactly what it was um so this is going to be a premature recommendation because um so this book is we're almost done with it yeah, yeah, I'm I'm really close to the end. The book is called "Love Thy Body" by Nancy Piercy. So good, you guys. It is. I, it's only March, um, but it it is hands down the best book that I've read this year so far. Dang. You know, I talked about like last week how much I liked the that book on transgenderism. Mm-hmm. This one blows it out of the water. Um, not. I would still recommend the other book because the other book is a little more kind of detailed specifically on transgenderism, but there's a whole section on transgenderism in this book as well. Mm -hmm. This book just takes it from a different perspective. This one is a very distinctly Christian book. Right. Um, So it takes a biblical ethic and a biblical worldview. And that is stronger in my opinion Mm -hmm. um, than the other book, which is also very good. Um, It is more like, scientific and facts based Mm -hmm. whereas piercy is more again biblically based so it comes from a place of god has created us therefore these scientific and these facts um actually mean something right because god has placed meaning in them right as opposed to just appealing to science right in general and so therefore we should follow science um Anyway, so this book, Love Thy Body, is is fantastic. Um, it, I we were talking a little bit before we started recording. I do think she can be so. It's a long book. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she goes a little a little unfocused. That's what I mean. So the book is about the, the personhood, right? It's about the relationship with our bodies that mm-hmm. we have. I think she gets off topic because she gets so focused on the different kind of sections or, or whatever she is, is. Well, she doesn't, she, she gives you also like a bit of history mm-hmm. within each section. So, or like each topic that she covers, she gives you some history with it and um, like Christian history with it mm-hmm. and just cultural history with it. Um, so I, I personally wouldn't call that unfocused, but just to give you a full 
fuller picture. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. It just doesn't seem to directly... Uh, I say unfocused because it's not purely about the, your relationship with your body. Um, because she goes, because she delves into these topics, it also becomes about some of these topics that she talks about. So she talks about um, uh, abortion. She talks about euthanasia. She talks mm-hmm. about homosexuality, transgenderism, um, I guess kind of the culture at large. So she has a lot of these really big sections that um, she will she will go very deep into to where sometimes it's left me thinking like, okay, so what does this have to do with, with the relationship with your body before she comes back onto it? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's never to a place where like she totally abandons the right. idea of the body, just that she will go, she will focus very much on the, the different section um, before returning to how it relates to. So yeah, I guess it, I guess it does tend to be more of a like background information to, to build her arguments. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, I don't necessarily mean that as a negative because I think when I think she is very astute in the observations that she makes. And so I, I really enjoy, um, what she has to say on the different sections. Right. Like I'm enjoying everything. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I, I guess I, I guess if I were just to be a little more critical, I, I guess that's all that it's coming from is like from a critical perspective, it can tend to be a little unfocused, but I'm enjoying all of it. It's kind of blown my mind, honestly. Yeah. Like it's, she just explains things in a way that I've never heard ex- explained before. And yeah, it's just very, very eye-opening, and I'm just like, I want everyone to read this book. Yeah. You have to read it. Um, yeah, gosh, just, I've experienced all the feels yeah. <laughs> while listening to this yeah. book, like, immense anger mm-hmm. and sadness. Yeah, <laughs> like, heartbreak. Yeah, yeah, it's intense. Um, it's so, so good, so good. Yeah, yeah, I, I think she is extremely compassionate in the way that she writes yeah um because she she is very much looking at compassionate and passionate yes yes um but i i say compassionate because often when when she takes a look at these different issues um she is very much focused on those who have been hurt those who have been damaged by sin frankly Mm -hmm. Um, and so she will, she will focus on, uh, what the true answer is to the, the, the damage that has been done, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Um, so yeah, yeah, I just, I, I think her approach is really, is really helpful too, because she, it doesn't back away from what she says, you know, that, that, um, that is very much Mm countercultural. Um, but I don't, I don't think if like if a liberal were to read it, they would feel attacked right. in any way. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So really, really good stuff. Highly recommended. I might see, I, I want to go back and, and listen to it again because I'm almost done with it, but I have multiple books now that <laughs> like, I seriously have three other audiobooks queued up. Um, because one, I just got, that i had had on hold since december just came through so i'm going to listen to that one and then i've got two other physical audiobooks that i got from the library that i'm stoked to read so there's 
there's just a lot on my plate. <laughs> but this one is is highly recommended. Um, two quick things from it that, again, I said this last week is that with our conversation with about bodies in general and our relationship with our bodies is that the, I, I, we ought to have read this book before we had that conversation. Yeah, yes. that would have been helpful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but two things that she brings out that really just kind of had me in awe of what God has done um, and, and just something that I had never thought about. The first thing is in relation to how we relate to our bodies is that God created humanity mm-hmm. with body. So yeah, in, in a physical body, right? right? Adam and Eve were created in a physical body mm-hmm. and they were, so God's original intention was that we are not to be separated from our bodies, mm-hmm. right? If Adam and Eve had never sinned, then we would never have to experience that separation. So, so I, we tend to think in, in terms of like, okay, well, this body is for this life, and then, but the real me is going to be separated from the body for the rest of eternity. Well, the only reason we're separated from our body is because of sin. Like if death, if sin and death had never entered into the picture, God's original intention was that we would never be separated from our right. bodies. Like our bodies are that much a part of us that we were not even originally meant to be separated from. But them. we are still going to have bodies right. in heaven. Exactly. They're just going to be glorified bodies. Exactly. Without sin. Yeah. It just, it just, it, I, I had never recognized that before is that these bodies were originally intended to be with us. Right. For all of eternity, we were never to be separated from them, and so that does. I think that does actually put it into perspective when we talk about our glorified bodies. That those are, like you said, physical bodies that are a part of us forever mm-hmm. as well. Um, just something I didn't. You know, we usually think about heaven that you're a disembodied spirit. You know, the, the common idea. Well, I guess the common idea is that you become an angel or whatever. You know, because that's usually the way that it's pictured. But um, yeah, it, that just kind of blew my mind of like, oh, yeah. We weren't supposed to we weren't supposed to be separated. We, mm-hmm. we were never supposed to think of ourselves as these two different beings of a body and a spirit. Like they were always supposed to be integrated, but we screwed it up. <laughs> so, yep. Anyways, that was amazing to me. Um there was one other thing and I'm probably not going to be able to uh, say this the right way, so I'm sorry. Um, but she was talking about uh, about newborns and their parents and how the body releases uh, bonding chemicals with new babies. Mm-hmm. And again, this is something that I that I knew that I understood, but hearing it from from a perspective of the way that we interact with our bodies was pretty amazing. Um, I mean, we, I think we've talked about it on the podcast. I don't know. We've done natural birth for both of our, for both of our children. Mm-hmm. We understand that the physical bonding with our children is important, mm-hmm. especially after they're first born. Um, we like the whole skin to skin contact, mm-hmm. but it actually releases uh, bonding in general. So even if it's not necessarily that, even if it's not skin to skin right after you're born, um, she talks about stories of parents who hold their children for the first time and how there is actually a physiological reaction. The body releases, I believe it's called, 
uh, it's oxy something, oxytocin, oxytocin, I think, something like that. Um, it releases a chemical. Yeah, that, that sounds right. Oxytocin. Okay. That actually bonds you with your child. Um, again, it's something that I that I knew, but thinking about it from the perspective of how we relate to our bodies is like God is communicating to us naturally, you know, through through natural revelation or what's it called, um, general revelation, that we are to be bonded with our children, that we have responsibility of our children, and the relationship between father and and son, father and daughter, of mother and son, of mother and daughter. God communicates that relationship in our physical bodies through the way that we release these chemicals and bond with our children. Like it's just such a beautiful picture of of what God has done, of how he bonds us together in a family and how he communicates that through our bodies, not just through our intellect. You know, there's something intangible that happens when you see your child for the first time, when you hold your child for the first time. And part of that is is what happens in our bodies chemically. Um, and that just, man, it just caused me to worship. So I thought that was pretty awesome. Yep. It's called the love hormone. There you go. <laughs> Anyways, was there anything else in the book that you wanted to talk about? I'm sure I will have something once I'm further along in the book. But. Yeah. Yeah, you are. You, I don't want to take up more time on okay. the on the book. Okay, so. cool. Yeah, highly recommend it. We'll throw a link in the description. Love Thy Body by Nancy Piercy. Well, all right. Now that we've been talking for Day-o. thirty minutes, <laughs> let's actually get into our topic. <laughs> let's do it. Let's go. Um. So for tonight's topic, we are going to be talking about um. Is the Holy Spirit a person or a power? Yeah, so I think the, I think the onus, if you don't mind me, just kind of like jumping in here for this conversation is the way that a lot of contemporary Christianity talks about the Holy Spirit. Yeah, and just treats him in general. Yeah, yeah. I I was actually it's it's funny. So you brought up this this topic as as something that we could talk about. Actually, this past week, I was reading in um, in just my my books that I have to read for my classes that I'm taking, and there was a portion where it was talking about applying scripture and the role of the Holy Spirit and how he he will guide you. And there was a sentence in which they referred to the Holy Spirit as it. <gasps> no, I know I had to reread it like two or three times. Oh, no, I was I was so disappointed because I like this book that I'm reading. Like I, I um, actually respect the authors because for anyone who's, you know, gone to college, there are specific books that you have to read that you will disagree with just so that you can read the other so did side they the always argument. say it or no. did they sometimes say he it was and just it. in one particular book. Okay, right. Right. Because no, they refer to him as he a lot. Yeah. But then at this one in this one sentence it said it. And I I if I had a pen nearby, I, I was gonna scratch it out and just write he at the top of the page. Right. Um because yeah. Yeah. I was just so disappointed. Yeah, I that's such a common mistake. It is. It I mean, is. I've even done that before. Mm-hmm. Like it I mean, I came out of a charismatic church, so I guess just old habits die hard. But like 
that is just a very, very common mistake mm-hmm. to reference the Holy Spirit as it and not he. Right. Um, which says a lot about your theology, honestly, if you're mm-hmm. saying it instead of he. So that sounds like it was like a just a brief mistake right. on their part. Yes. Yeah. It was, and that's why I was so disappointed. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was like, how is this not caught? You yeah. Know? Like, how is this not caught in editing? And um, because it's a big, thick book that I've really enjoyed um, a lot of the stuff that I've gotten from it. I've used a lot of the stuff that I've gotten from it in papers that I've written. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it, it just disappointed. Again, I had to read it like two or three times of being like, no, is this what they're saying? Is it? <sighs> it is. Yeah. Dang it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we wanted anyways. to talk about this, yeah, because just it, the Holy Spirit is just very misunderstood, yeah. I think, um, and misrepresented mm-hmm. a lot, widely, um, and it's very often that he is misrepresented by treating him more as a power to be wielded than a person of the Godhead. Yeah. Um, so that's what we wanted to talk about. <clears throat> so I was looking through scripture, just trying to like look for um, verses that prove that the Holy Spirit is a member of the Godhead. You know, he's mm-hmm. a person of the Godhead and not just a power. Um, <laughs> I don't know if we'll read all of these verses. There's a lot, you guys. Nice. <laughs> nice. A lot. Um, I mean, really, all you have to do is just type in Holy Spirit into the search engine on your little Bible app and just phew, tons and tons and tons. Um, mostly in Acts, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a ton here. So. Uh, why don't we just jump in and go to, where would you start first if you were reading the Bible? Probably Genesis, eh? <laughs> you begin at the beginning. I'm not a Canadian. But and just... when you get to the end, stop. <laughs> so let's start in Genesis chapter one. Oh, at the beginning. Oh, yeah. The very beginning. So in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and void, and darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was moving over the surface of the waters. Hmm. So what does that say about the Holy Spirit? That he was moving. And we're reading this in Genesis. It says, in the beginning, God. Yeah, so it equates the Spirit of God with God. Yes, and also that he was there at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the spirit being there at the beginning, being the spirit of God, Mm -hmm. very clearly tells us that the spirit is God. Yes. Um, Now we're going to be jumping around a little bit here, but the Holy Spirit is mentioned... um, Throughout the Old Testament, but also, um, if we're gonna jumping into the New Testament, if we look at Luke chapter one, verse thirty-five, it says, 
The angel answered and said to her, this is the story of Jesus's immaculate conception. Um, the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And for that reason, the Holy Child shall be called the Son of God. What does that say about the Holy Spirit? That he was involved in Jesus's um, incarnation? That he is the power of the Most High. Okay. Right? Yeah. There you go. He is the one that made it possible for Mary to get pregnant mm-hmm. <laughs> without having sex, <laughs> basically. Right. Well, right. Like, yeah. he was the reason for her miraculous conception. No, it was not for her conception, but the conception of Jesus right. within her. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yes. Sorry, Catholics refer to the Immaculate Conception as Mary being uh, immaculately conceived. So uh, we just have to be careful with that term. Interesting. Yeah. A topic for another episode. <laughs> yeah, maybe. they believe that Mary was sinless, and that's how, she, that's how come she could have Jesus. Ooh. And so therefore she couldn't have had a human, uh, uh, she couldn't have had sin. Oh in no, her. baby, what yeah. you doing? Exactly, Mm-mm. yeah. So, so sorry, just, just that term immaculate conception often refers to Mary. Um, so just clarification there. We're talking about <laughs> Jesus. We believe that Mary was human. She was a sinner. She needed Jesus just like we did. Although Amen. she's the most um, uh, blessed of women, certainly, because she carried Jesus. But um, yeah, she's, she's a sinner. Anyways, back to our subject. Keep going. Yes. Okay. Holy Spirit. <laughs> Matthew twenty eight nineteen. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. the Trinity. Yep. Is represented there. The Holy Spirit being part of it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's talking about going out and reaching the nations and making them disciples right. and how, how like the, how this is of primary importance that you are a disciple of the God who is a Trinity. Right. Like this is, this is a, a primary doctrine um, that God is a Trinity, that the Holy Spirit is a person. Mm-hmm. All right. In Luke four, verse one, um, says Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led around by the Spirit in the wilderness. If you believe that Jesus is also God, who else could lead God around except for God? Hmm. Interesting. I mean, God can't be led by some other power. He leads himself. Because he is sovereign over all things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's an interesting way of looking at it. Do you have other thoughts on that? Well, I don't know. I mean, I guess it just depends other than on his, what you mean by led. He can't be led is, by anything other than his own will. Well, right. But I mean, like physically, could someone have led him somewhere? Sure. Um, because like just if if you get into, you know, Jesus, his... his um, whatchamacallit, his dual natures, you know, so Jesus as a man, could he have been led around by other men 
sure, like someone could have led him to some other place. But I mean, Jesus, in when you think of his like divine nature, then yeah, I mean, he knew all things. Like he didn't need someone to lead him somewhere. Yes. So insofar as what you're saying is, yeah, like he wasn't, he didn't require being led by someone or, or insofar as leading, meaning, uh, having some sort of authority, then yes, I, yeah, certainly no one has authority over God. (laughs) Right. Um, but God himself. Yeah. So. Sorry, that's why I said it was interesting, because I feel like it, it just gets into, it can get into some, some confusing territory, some real complex territory, let me put it that way. In Romans chapter 8, verse 9 says, However, you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. But if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him. Mm. There you go. So that's that's even Trinitarian. Yeah. Because it talks about the Spirit of God, the Spirit of Christ, referring, yeah, to God, the Spirit, and Christ. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. That's good stuff. Yes, yeah, so what, what came to mind when we talked about, you know, talking about the Holy Spirit, it, it, uh, some passages from uh, John 16, because of the way that Jesus talks about the Spirit, um, that is, uh, I was going to say difficult for us to understand. I would say hard for us to believe uh, in general. So I'm going to start in verse 7. So John 16, verse 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. Again, this is Jesus talking. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, He will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Concerning sin, because they do not believe in me. Concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father and you will see me no longer. Concerning judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears he will speak and he will declare to you the things that are to come. Mm. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. Therefore I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. Mm. So I I think this passage is great because it talks about the role of the Holy Spirit. It just fully explains his role. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And... um. I mean, he talks about, obviously, he talks about the Spirit as a person right? Um, Always referencing him as he. Right. him. Yeah. Um, So his personhood is is defined here. But I I think when you really kind of think about what Jesus is saying, that it is better for you that I go and the Spirit comes. uh, I think that's what we have a hard time believing. Um, it's hard for me to understand that having Jesus's physical presence here on earth would not be as good as having the Holy Spirit indwell us. Does that make Mm -hmm. sense? Like 
how much do we as Christians long for Jesus to be here with us? Mm, mm-hmm. And yet Jesus says it is better that, the, that I send the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit is with you. Um, so I think, I think that that kind of talks about how we, in a sense, I don't mean, to, I don't mean this to, to bring shame upon anyone, but how we tend to devalue the Holy Spirit. Right. Um, and the fact that he is with us. I, I don't think we fully recognize the blessing that we have in the Holy right. Spirit. Um, because or just he is the with respect us. that we need to have for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like be- we shouldn't be calling him the blue genie from Aladdin, uh, Jen well. Johnson. <laughs> yeah, shouldn't be blaspheming him in that way. Yeah, yeah. No, it's. It, I mean, yeah. Anyways, uh, we don't have to talk about that clip, but it's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, like you said, it's blasphemous. Um. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. I, it definitely says something when we when we treat him like a power, like a um, like a force, like something that uh, leads us to a different chord progression in a song, <laughs> <laughs> right? Because that's the Holy Spirit's job, right? Is so that we can do an extra chorus in a song. Oh, I mean, gosh. how often? How often does does Christianity in general talk about the Holy Spirit uh, being led by the Holy Spirit? Just means going into another chorus, mm. you know, or singing a different bridge or something like. like now, I'm not saying that that he. Well, you know what? I, I don't even. <laughs> not <laughs> no, saying that he can't know. lead you to do that, right? Just that that's not his role, right? That's not what Jesus is talking about right. when he says that he will lead you into all truth. He's, he's not, talking about leading you to himself. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's talking about the scripture. He's talking yeah. about well, the, he's, yeah, revealing he's, the truth of the scripture. Because right. that's what it says. It says that he will convict right. the world. Um, he will convict us. He will teach us what God has said. Well, right. The word of God. Um, well, and Jesus is the word. Yeah. So like. It's clearly saying here that the Holy Spirit's role is to lead you to Christ. Yeah. Is to always be leading you back to Christ. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I get I get a little worked up. <laughs> um, Not so I, you can make people flail around on the floor. Mm-hmm. That's not the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Not to bring confusion. It's literally the opposite right. of that. <laughs> it is literally to teach, not to not to cause you to to act in a frenzy. You know what I mean? Um, sorry, I'm thinking like there there was one time with Nebuchadnezzar where he went insane, and and God caused that, but that was not. Uh, that was to that was to prove a point. That was not the the normative like christian well he wasn't causing he wasn't causing confusion about himself right yeah yeah Yeah. anyways anyways Uh, yeah um, i wouldn't even say he was causing confusion he was just making he was showing that he was over right the rulers of this world yeah and it caused that ruler to worship him Mm -hmm. to to understand yeah anyways (laughs) 
so sorry i i shouldn't even have even brought that up honestly um yeah there is just so much within kind of contemporary christianity evangelicalism whatever whatever you want to call it that will um how do i even say this the holy spirit seems to be treated as like the miscellany of whatever you want to do in church right right so so if it's you know common things like laughing you start laughing and you say oh well, it was the holy spirit that you know is causing me to, to laugh uncontrollably where, where you get that from scripture i don't know i don't understand that um you don't yeah because a fruit of the spirit is self-control yeah, hey crazy you mean it completely contradicts that idea um yeah and and so i i think when jesus talks about the holy spirit and when he talks about his role in our lives and and how we ought to yeah just the respect that we ought to have for the holy spirit and the the awe and wonder that God's very spirit can dwell with us and lead us and guide us into the truth that he can convict the world of sin. Um, I think that's that's an encouraging thing because it means that we're not alone. We're not out to convince people of the truth of the gospel. Like the very spirit of God is with us to convict right. the world of sin. And who and, else could convict you of your sin right, except for God? <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. So we are not given this impossible task of convincing people on our own. Right. No, we're to, we're to preach the gospel like we talked about. We're to uh, make disciples of the nations. Right. Um, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them about our God who is the one who can convict of sin, who can actually bring about this miraculous salvation. Um, and so it is an encouragement that the Holy Spirit himself dwells with his people and that it is better for us to have the Holy Spirit than if Jesus were still walking the earth. Again, again, that's even, that, that blows my mind because how, you know, how many times in my life would I have rather, you know, that Jesus physically showed up. And yet he says, it's, this is better. This is better. This is the life that I've called you to is one in which the, the Holy Spirit dwells with you. Mm -hmm. And that is how you accomplish the work of God. Right. Well, Not God that, is dwelling with you. Yeah. 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 So what an amazing calling we have as Christians to be able to, um, to be able to commune with him with the holy spirit and and i think that's also you know the other side of that coin is that we ought to be cautious and we ought to be careful that we don't just cast upon the holy spirit our own whims and our right. own you know ideas or inklings and feelings and emotions mm -hmm. um you know we talked about our embodiment and and so i don't i don't mean to just cast away like like Yes, emotions are an important part of, of who we are, but we cannot rely on them as if that were the only way that the Holy Spirit communicates. Because mm -hmm. that's just ridiculous. <laughs> um, there, certainly there are ways in which we can feel, um, there are ways in which our affections are um, affected 
there you go using the same <laughs> word multiple times um through what the holy spirit does and how he convicts us yes that affects our um emotions as mm-hmm. well but it is not a purely emotional experience right right and so we can't just blame every emotion that we feel on the holy spirit and or expect that that is what the holy spirit is going to do is mm-hmm. just bring about emotions because that's not i mean again the scripture talks about conv- conviction it talks about um how he leads us into the truth and leads us to jesus and leads us to the father and what yeah yeah yeah, I find it so incredibly ironic when um quote unquote worship songs are commanding the spirit to do certain things. Mm-hmm. Or just the whole idea of commanding the spirit in general. Yeah. Is completely off base because mm-hmm. he is God. You cannot command him to do something. Mm -hmm. He is not, yeah, he's not your genie in a bottle. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. Um, So, I mean, just lyrics like, you know, spirit fall or something like that. Like, if you're you're a Christian worshiping God, he dwells in you. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't have to tell him to fall on you. That's an incorrect theology. Like he's, you already have him. Mm -hmm. Like you should be asking him to open your eyes to see, be able to see him more clearly at work Mm -hmm. instead of incorrectly commanding him to fall on you, whatever that means in the context of whatever song it's in. Yeah. Yeah, I, so I think the only pushback, um, and it has to do with the nature of songs in general, is that songs just use um, emotion, poetic language. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not always to stir the most, emotion. Yeah. Well, I mean, just songs in general are a form of poetry, mm-hmm. um, and so there are. I mean, even the scripture talks about people coming to God and. Um, reminding him of his promises of his covenant of what he has done in the past like like scripture uses the the um the words of of like david told god to remember your covenant you know remember your people Mm -hmm. that doesn't imply that he thinks that god forgot these things right so so in that sense i mean so that that's my only pushback it's more of a testimony to like share your strong emotions with the lord right right yeah so i agree with you yes we ought not to command the holy spirit to do something um but i think there is a, a a way to commune with the holy spirit in a way that you are you know saying i know what's true of you can you work in this way? You know, if I were if I were to pray, you know, it talks about how the Holy Spirit brings conviction. If I mm-hmm. were to pray for the for the Holy Spirit to convict the hearts of His people, mm-hmm. um, it wouldn't be even though even though it, I could say it in a way that sounds like a command, um, it would be a request. Does that make sense? So that's the only kind of sense of pushback that I want to give is I agree with what you're saying. Don't act like you can t- 
tell the right. Holy Spirit what to do. Don't treat the Holy Spirit like a fireball that you can cast at someone that you can throw. <laughs> you know, like don't act like you have any power over the Holy Spirit. Right. That is, the, dude, I feel like ducking behind a chair right now because you're going to get <laughs> struck by lightning. Um, but I, I do think there, you know, there, there are ways that we can request of the Holy Spirit to, to work. Um, yeah, as a request, not as a command. Does that make any sense? Yeah, I think it, it just especially with the, I mean, like we mentioned, just how common it is now to treat the Holy Spirit this way, um, that we have to be conscious of that in writing lyrics. Yeah. Um, and not, just be very careful to not be confusing. Yeah. Right. Yes. I think that is a really good admonition, especially, yeah, just considering the landscape of, of what passes for Christianity today. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have a really long list of a bunch of other verses. Okay. Um, I mean, we can list them in our notes. Okay. Or uh, do Holy Spirit part two. <laughs> Uh, is that blasphemous i hope not yeah i mean we can list them in our notes but i think we've i don't want to um make this a like a two-hour episode yeah so (laughs) yeah yeah no it's, it's been good it's been good i think i hope that it has been encouraging to everyone out there listening um because it's an encouragement to me just to talk about who god is i mean every time we take a look at who god is I think, especially as Christian, and maybe this is the role of the Holy Spirit, you know, like actually <laughs> leading us into the truth, right? But every time we look at who God is, it just, you know, it causes me to well up in worship. Mm. Um, yeah. And like well, yeah. I said, I'm in a good mood. I've correct been in a good mood today. Doctrine should cause correct devotion. Yeah. So. Yeah. It just, it, I mean, it's so amazing that we get, that the Holy Spirit dwells with us. and And it is, I mean, I think at the same time, not to be too too cheesy but this is what immediately comes to mind right with great power comes great responsibility right um we have been given we have been so blessed to have the holy spirit we are so blessed and so we ought to um consider that in the way that we live our lives Mm -hmm. so uh so it's an encouragement it is a little bit of conviction there as well we are set Um, apart because of him yeah yeah and we are to make disciples Mm -hmm. um going out in his power which is yep. awesome it's crazy uh, yeah good stuff so if you guys have any thoughts on the holy spirit if you think that we um just blasphemed him for the past <laughs> half an hour no i'm just kidding um yeah we th- didn't so you would have the i problem. hope not yeah I, sh- I, I don't think i don't think so um but you can reach out to us uh, on twitter our handle is so underscore talk to me you can email us directly at so talk to me podcast at gmail.com we do have a facebook not a group but we have a facebook page yes so talk to me and then we also have an instagram so talk to me podcast which i'm horrible at using because i'm not good at instagram so there might be a couple pictures on there <laughs> so far uh, but yeah th- we'd love to hear from you you know if you have any thoughts about uh, I mean, I you know or just suggestions the suggestions on how to use Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Um, we'd love to hear from you. 
But uh, all right, before we sign off, do you have any final closing thoughts? Any other recommendations or anything mm. like that? Nerp. Can't think of anything right now. Okay, so outside of Nancy Piercy's book, which right. is in the show notes, there is an album that you popped into the car um, this past week. And oh. you know, like I said, I've been sitting in traffic a lot today. It is so good. It's it some is. pretty mellow folk music. It's almost sort of like Boney Vare type um because he's he he uses falsetto a lot mm -hmm. the artist his name is james vincent mcmorrow it's his first album early in the morning i recommend that album it's a very good chill folk um that is dynamic and full of emotion <laughs> i said that really weird but <laughs> i just like it i think you should check it out but all right guys well till next time Go um, talk to your spouse or talk to a friend Yeah, about something. I don't know, the Holy Spirit. Maybe you can have a conversation about the Holy Spirit and what he's doing in your life mm -hmm. and how he's leading you and guiding you in all truth. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. All right. <laughs> all right, guys. Bye. Bye.